Hello, butterflies in the TOU community. Welcome back to the Learner Series podcast. I'm Ann Fisher, a senior learning designer at TOU and the host of the show. Last episode, we discussed the protege effect and how this method of teaching others can be a powerful tool for retaining learned information at a deeper cognitive level. If you missed that episode, I highly recommend checking it out. Our guests Meala and Denise provide some real valuable insight into this methodology and how it can be utilized. Today, we'll be talking with Lisa and Richie, and we'll be focusing on a technique called stacking, more specifically habit stacking, and how we can use our habits that we currently have in our daily lives to build upon our learning. So let's get started. With me today in the studio, I'm lucky enough to have guests Lisa Honold and Richie Minning. Lisa, you have a background in molecular biology and have come to TOU to help with your personal mission of positive impact. Would you care to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Anna. Um, so I, like you said, I, I have a PhD in, well, it's actually called molecular medicine, which is this hybrid between biology and medicine, um, originally meant to produce workers, let's say, for the um, medical lab field, so mostly research. And I spent quite a lot of time in, in academia before I switched to um, to industry, where I now uh, run a department in um, a company that develops diagnostic assays. And this is also what I'm uh, very much focused on right now. So my goal is to actually bring healthcare a bit closer to the people. Um, so in this so-called direct-to-consumer healthcare space, and I'm I have been uh, thinking about different um, opportunities to actually um, get a foot in this um, business space together with a couple of um, friends and colleagues. And I'm very happy that now at uh, Tomorrow University, I'm actually learning the tools how how to do this. So in addition to the, the scientific knowledge that I already have. So it sounds like a good combination then. Uh, Richie, you work as a CTO of Nova Hill, in addition to being a mentor on, at the nonprofit Tech Labs. Tell me a bit about, about yourself or, or these roles. Yes. Um, yeah, currently uh, I, I work at Nova Hill, where we aim to develop a learning application for care workers and uh, nursing professionals uh, in Germany. Um, and I always um, was into coding or like uh, technology. And um, yeah, my, my coding journey, I would say, uh, started with Tech Labs back then. That I learned um, the first steps on developing websites, and so I uh, stayed at, uh, at Tech Labs, which is which is a great uh, community, and uh, stayed there as a mentor and helped people to also uh, learn coding. Cool. Thank you very much. It's really really happy to have you both here today. Um, today, this topic is about uh, something called habit stacking. And before we get into the nitty gritty of how we use stacking in our in our learning or in your learnings, um, both at tomorrow's and maybe um, elsewhere, um, I wanted to provide a little bit of an explanation about it. And maybe when we think of the word stacking, we might think about children with building blocks or Legos, um, or maybe even somebody putting something away on a shelf. Um, and stacking, that's exactly what it is. It's our ability to gather new information and build strong academic habits in a less burdensome way by taking cumulative steps towards a larger goal. Because for us as humans, um, beginning something new is often difficult for us, uh, especially when it comes to getting started and actually maintaining this habit. Um, we can talk about diets or exercise or whatever it is, but um, we, we know that that has its difficulty. 
But by creating new smaller habits that are connected to our existing habits and routines, it becomes easier to stick to these habits and then become more successful with them. And Lisa and Richie, would you be able to provide us with some insight into how you identify learning habits that need to be, be improved on uh, with your studies? Maybe Lisa, I can start with you. Yeah, that's a, a very good question. So the, the improvement part, I never go that way, to be honest. So I never look at, at how I study and then identify something that could be improved. Um, for me, it's more that I, I read or hear about something cool and then I think like, hey, this sounds like it might actually be really effective and I could implement that. Um, but this might be because I've, I've spent so many years studying for different degrees. You kind of build your, your own way, right? And then I don't go actively into it and, and think about how, what could I improve. But there's so many great topics out there now, so many books, podcasts. So I basically get an inspiration. And, and I think this sounds like it might work for me. And then I try to include it in, in, my, uh, in my learning techniques. Sometimes it works very well. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. <laughs> so it's a, a kind of a mixture of, of both. And, and the ones that... Um that don't work well, uh, do you just scrap them or? Um, so I've realized that for me, it's very much a question of um, what time a day I try to implement the habits. So for me, habit building and habit st stacking works very well in the, in the first half of the day. So basically from when I get up to about 2 p.m. So in this first, uh, first phase of the day, afterwards, it's really, really difficult for me. So whatever I try, you know, to stack on, for example, lunchtime habits or afternoon habits, something like that, it usually doesn't work at all. So there I really just try to, to get through the day and, and stay productive somehow. But um, if I really want to implement um, good habits and habit stacking, I have to do it in the morning. So this is something that I've learned pretty early on. It's an interesting reflection of, of you as a person or, or how we as people kind of are we uh, early birds or night owls or, or when when can we actually use this uh, habit stacking? It's a, it's a good point. Interestingly, this was actually scientific, so it's not so much of a, a person-based thing, but um, everybody is more prone to um, to have lower resistance, so to speak, in in the first uh, so the first phase of the day. I guess it depends a bit on how early you get up, where your your um, phases actually land. But um, most people should actually be more uh, well active in in terms of thinking and, and learning in the first part. Yeah, and Richie, what about you? How do you um, how do you identify uh, areas that need to be improved on, or or build habit stacking into your day? Uh, yes, so I, I totally agree to to Lisa. Uh, I, I do it basically the same. Uh, sometimes, like if you read something online, you stumble upon it, and then you try it. What I also do, which maybe maybe a bit different from Lisa, is uh, that I uh, once a week, like on Sundays, I sit down and then I um, yeah look back at my week and think about the things generally what I can do better um, or what needs to be improved on if I, well, like I, I noticed, yeah, this, this one could be better. And then also if there's like a point in learning, um, I try to do or try to make it better or like find a solution which potentially could make it better. Um, so that um, is, is what I do. Great. Thank you. And I wanted to also kind of delve into like why the idea of habit stacking is important. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast series is to 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 kind of get into the why. And um, maybe you're thinking that you already have like a nice study routine or, or or not struggling with our current habits. And 
maybe that's the case, but acquiring new methodologies for learning, such as habit stacking, helps us to grow and master competencies, especially in, in adaptation, performance improvement, uh, competencies and competencies such as strategy management, and as well as self-regulation. And Lisa, you, t you touched a little bit upon that before um, when you said you were studying more in the morning. But especially at a cognitive level, habit stacking helps us to build new neural networks in our brain. And the more we repeat these activities, the stronger they become, causing these habits to become a natural, normal part of, of life. Um, and I'm curious to know, um, Lisa, if you've ever seen the effects of your own learning when you, um, that you see when you build habits for these learning. So you talked about learning, uh, building habits in the morning. And um, what are the effects that you see when you, when you do that? Yeah, so for me, it's in general, and I guess that is part of the of the point, right? So it gets a lot easier to actually move from one thing to the next. Um, so this works especially well immediately after you get up because you have so many um, standard habits that we do for our daily life, right? Get up, I don't know, brush your teeth. For me, it's usually make coffee, always. Um, so I try to combine lots of things with my coffee procedure, which works, works really, really well. So like drink a glass of water while I make coffee, read or listen to a podcast while I actually drink the coffee and, and then just kind of building on from that. And this works really well. And what I've also noticed that um, I, I kind of need this um, this success parameter. So the, the, I think there's this, this um, tiny habit book from BJ Fox where he said that it's so important to have positive emotions um, aligned with your, your habits that you stack on each other. And this I've noticed as well. So, so I try to do this when I actually learn something new. Um, for me, this is always then I have to talk to someone else about it and basically prove that I learned it, right? That I, that I took up new knowledge and talk about it. And if I can do that, I feel really happy that I could actually successfully take up this new knowledge and also um, talk about it. And this is then also something that I try to stack on the routine, right? So not just learning, starting the learning process, but also ending it with discussing the whole topic with someone else. Yeah, it makes some really end, valid. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's, uh, you make some really valid points there, especially like in relation to to the emotional aspect of, of, of learning some things. and. Um, Richie, I'm curious to know if you also see any effects, um, especially here in regards to what you're learning at tomorrow's, um, whenever you build the habits in of preparing for a challenge, um, conducting a challenge, working with others, um, do you see any effects on, on your learning when you kind of build this into a routine? Yeah, uh, there like, directly come two things into my mind, like also, um, as Lisa told, like, um, I, I try to do it like also in the morning, some, some things for, for university. And like, if you, if you do this, you feel like, like you feel good that you already did something for university and don't have this bad feeling of like, oh, I, later the day I have to do uh, things for university. So this is great. So like, do, I, I do it before work and uh, like uh, one of the first things in the morning. So I already uh, did there some things, but also sometimes uh, there need to be things done in the evening. Um, and I try to stack the habit then when I like have to do it in the evening and there's um, no other time I can do it. Uh, I try to, to stack it with something that I really like. So I like, really like to drink uh, cola, uh, Coca-Cola especially. I'm a big fan. And um, so I try to stack it with like the habit of drinking a cold uh, Coke uh, to make it like a bit, um, yeah, 
nicer to, to learn in the evening because I think not always the great, or like for me, it's not the best thing to learn in the evening. Yeah, but it's actually some good points that you, that both of you make, like I said, about the emotional aspect of, of, of learning and um, associating something new that we need to actually achieve with something that's already quite positive. So drinking the coffee in the morning, drinking the coal in the evening, whatever it is, it's a, that's actually a really important aspect of that. Um, how does it work, though? So, and you guys have uh, have briefly mentioned that kind of um, stacking stacking the new habits on top of um, ones that we're already doing. So, um, brushing your teeth in the morning, um, you could be uh, listening to a podcast, as you said, or you could be reviewing your notes for a presentation um, that you that you currently have. Um, and this is kind of how we do these things. There's there's many many small habits that we do in the day: checking our phones, drinking something brushing our teeth, um, going out uh, on, on a walk or when you're your commute to work, whatever it is that we can, things that we already do and things that we have to do in our day, we can actually use these to build upon um, <clears throat> new habits. And um, would you be able to provide us with a particular study routine? So um, Lisa, you mentioned in the in the morning that you try to do some things for 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 school or for that's when you try to stack your habits the most. But um, is there a particular study, especially when it comes down to like getting a challenge done at tomorrow's, that you um, that you could provide us with as an example? Yeah, I'm actually quite similar to Richie. So I always try to put in one hour of studying in the morning before I start work because I'm, I'm exactly the same. So first is my most productive time and then I feel really good about myself because I already did that. Um, so what I usually do is, like I said, I, I, I make my coffee and um, I, I drink coffee and then um, it's nice because actually my cat is involved in my morning routine or I'm not sure because I think he also has a morning routine, but then I'm involved in his. Um, so he usually comes by and just joins me and then I have my coffee and I have the cat and I just start studying. And um, then I usually include um, the Pomodoro technique. I guess you, you also know that, which just means that in the morning when I'm most productive, I try to um, put in deep work sessions there for, for university. So this is really then when I, when I have, I, Usually can't do four cycles, but I do two Pomodoro cycles, so two times 25 minutes with a five-minute break in between. And there, I really try to stay completely focused. So I remove everything else from from my desk, which also kind of a prompt for me. This works really well. And then I do deep work, which means sometimes it's based on the lessons from Tomorrow University, but oftentimes it's really then based on the challenges where I really want to do like deep research, for example, or stuff like that. And then there are the more, um, well, the more superficial tasks, right? Yeah, like finishing something or making something pretty. And this I usually say for the evenings because I don't have to be that much in, in, this, deep work, um, in this deep work phase. Mm -hmm. And Richie, um, are there any examples of stacking that you use for your studies? I think it's it's pretty similar also to Lisa. Like right now, I have to I have to commute like to the co-working space here, and so I have like around 45 minutes uh, before I have to start to work. So I just use this time to do something for university. Uh, what I try to do is like, um, because you know, especially at the challenges uh, here at tomorrow's university, I try to do during the week, just the learning parts or like um, 
the, the content part and like then working on the challenge if, if possible. Sometimes you need to work uh, during the week, but like I try to um, keep it for the weekend because there I have more time and can really dive deeper into the challenges and really work on things. I try to um, only like use the morning for, um, yeah, just learning the things. Um, yeah, also I try to stack it with a nice, nice coffee, which is always, uh, always great to have in the morning. And you, you, you talk about uh, the challenges in that tomorrow, like the actual challenges that we need to solve and the end products that we need to come up with. Um, but uh, a lot of these challenges have um, lessons involved before we actually need to complete the challenge. And um, sometimes that uh, can become a bit, uh, yeah, n not necessarily difficult, but um, the idea is that we're thinking often about the challenge, but we need to kind of do the lessons beforehand. And um, how, I'm curious, how do you build the lesson, the learning of, from the lessons into your daily, daily habit? Um, yeah, as I, as I mentioned before, I, I, I try to try to just or like try to finish uh, all the lessons as fast as possible. So like we have this time frame, I think it's like around two weeks or something, and I try to finish uh, them as early as possible to have this knowledge already to then focus focus on on the challenge. Um, yeah, and then I, I use this knowledge I, I gained from from the from the content part um, to to solve the challenges. Lisa, how do you how do you d d go through those lessons? Mm, yeah, for me the lessons. So it kind of depends on how familiar I am with the general topic. So there are some areas I'm more familiar with than others. Um, those I kind of squeeze in whenever I can. So sometimes I also use my phone, like when I'm on a train or something. Um, but I've also noticed that I can't do this with the lessons that are really new for me. So whenever the topic is really new, then actually I define this as a like deep learning phase and I don't do it in between or when I'm traveling because I've, I've tried it and I realized that things just don't, they don't stick in my head. It's, it's I read them and I do the lessons I define, but I don't remember them afterwards. So whenever it's really new, then I, I treat this as a deep learning phase and I try to do the lessons in the morning, similar to um, to the other parts of the challenge that I would do in the mornings. Um, and then I take notes on the side to make sure that it really sticks. But so here it really depends on, on, on the general topic of the lessons that I'm trying to learn. Great. And Going beyond the lessons uh, are the tasks that the students need to complete within each milestone and, and each of these tasks are designed to provide continuing, continuing skill development for students to master a concept by the time they reach this capstone. And in that sense, stacking is kind of already built in the challenge itself. Um, still, but within each of these lessons, learners can stack their learning by putting basic skills into the test to practice immediately as we, we've all kind of talked about before in the morning routine and what whatnot. Um, but following that, they can they can concentrate on their skills and concepts that are that are not completely familiar with them, and they can use their learning networks to provide them with feedback on their skills and tasks. And um, Richie, maybe I start with you. Do you turn to others who may be more experts uh, in the topic to help you um, in your learnings? It, it depends. Like um, I think uh, the university already does a good job with it, like providing feedback on on the task. Um, it's, it's already baked in into the challenge and also getting feedback from your peers, which is it's really nice, but like, because like my favorite topics, uh, as, as, as somebody can, can guess with the technical one, um, I, I asked um, people who I knew, like, because it was a, uh, like, 
Um, I'm not an expert into data science or something, and that was like which we, what we learned um, during the masters. Um, and so I turned to people um, who are really great in it and asked like, what are the things I should also learn? Like, how does it does this one work? Or what would you recommend me to to even go further? Um, yeah. Good. And Lisa, do you do you turn to experts or, or even peers who might be more um, knowledge in the topic to help you kind of? Yeah, we have a lot of um, peer discussions outside of the um, challenge, like the official challenge uh, reflection sessions. Uh, so we actually communicate a lot of on the side and, and just uh, I really like that. So also when um, so sometimes the, the giving feedback is, is part of the of the challenge, but depending on how stressed people are, the feedback might get shorter and shorter. Right. Um, so we've also established it then to really reach out to people in like um, personal messages. And I, I really like that. I've done that before when I was like, like, OK, here I really could use some feedback from that and that person because I know uh, he or she has the, the knowledge. And I've also been similarly approached um, for topics for people I know that I actually have experience. And I, I really like that because it, it also it feels good, right? If someone asks you, I've noticed that you really have a good expertise here. Can you help me? And this makes me feel good. And ever since I noticed that, I also don't hesitate anymore to ask other people the same thing. So I really think we, we have a really great community. It's uh, definitely a give and take in the community, but uh, that's uh, in, a, in a positive sense. Thanks so much to both of you for, um, for being here on this show and providing your insight into to how, to how you're learning to, in, in the sense that we can uh, help you continue your own learning, but also um, have, helping uh, other learners um, build healthy habits for studying. Yeah, thank you. Great talking to you. Thank you.